welcome to Tashi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-Wing. Our holiday sales had all our power converters flying off the shelves, so while we wait for Amazon Prime to get us a restock, let's talk about some X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm Greg Smith. Greg! Hey, Greg. Greg is here with us now. Uh, we've brought Greg on board, and uh, guys, what a year it's been, huh? <laughs> you guys ready for more Greg than you can handle? Trick question. Because There's not more can... Greg than you can handle. <laughs> you can handle any amount of Greg is how I wanted to phrase that the first time. <laughs> Indeed. So it's been a, a heck of a year as we are heading into the holiday season. This is going to be our uh, final podcast of 2020 as we are thankfully throwing this year into the belly of the Sarlacc to be forever digested in pain let it die. Kill it if you have to. Uh, oh this year, am I right? Um, I don't disagree. We, can you believe we've been doing this since February? That's pretty crazy. Uh, it's also been 30 years since February, so... True. That's, that's pretty true. Hey, that's a podcast a year. That's pretty good. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad at all, no. Hey, we made so, it. We did oh, make we it to 30 here. Eight more hours of work until I'm off for 11 days, so that's exciting. Not too bad for us. Uh, you know, it's easy because Doug and Alex and I all work in the same place. Greg, what are your holiday plans looking like? Um, I'm hoping to do a whole lot of nothing. That's the best. Oh, that's the best. Yeah, I got. Let's see. I got to go somewhere the day after Christmas, but on Christmas Day, I ain't doing nothing. I'm staying home with the family. Sounds like a plan. I got to meet up with some friends for a gift exchange tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow evening, apparently, because I thought we had a half day and I was making afternoon plans, but apparently <laughs> not. Now we're going to get a surprise half day. And yeah, yeah, I'm going to have nothing to do all afternoon. <laughs> Life's a nightmare. Uh, so uh, in the last couple weeks, we've... Uh, we, we had some stuff go on. We talked about it the last time. The mini-chlorian, guys. Hey, Ooh. I thought we were doing the non-mini-chlorian stuff first. I turned 30 since our last podcast. Yay! <laughs> I, I was good. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Doug turns 30 in six days. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you no, guys are aging with grace. birthdays. Because those are the best. Are they? Are they the best? Are they? Are they notoriously, uh, notoriously pretty meh. Greg's son has a December birthday. That's, that's yeah. true. That yeah. is true. All the cool yeah. kids have December birthdays. That's my point. That's true. <laughs> yeah, my brother and my cousin both. Uh, there, I'm, I'm January. So the thing See, about being born, January, so. at, yeah, being born at the end of the year, did you have grandparents that love to say, this is your Christmas and birthday present? Well, now they always did a really good job separating it. For at least oh, that must family. be nice. It's so, always um, enough. And I was like, can I have one bigger thing, please? And they were like, sure. Yeah, I'm making that a point. My family. I'm making that a point with archers. I'm not mixing them up, or I'm not mixing them together. Like that's, one day that's is something be I like, really noticed yes, as a kid, yeah. but as an adult, it's something that really stands out to me. It's how my family did a good job making them separate, despite only being seven days apart. What my family tended to do was I didn't celebrate my birthday until till January for the most part. But yeah, see, we always had it with my brother at the beginning of December. My cousin, the week of Christmas, and then me in January. So they'd be like, hey, kids, we'll just lump you all in with Christmas. And I thought, at, at, when I was little at first, I thought, oh, that's really nice. It makes everything super special. And then when you get into, like, later childhood, you're like, my grandparents are cheapskates. <laughs> exactly. I, they'd always do if there was, like, 
money, which is what usually a gifts were in my family because shmoney fits was one size fits all. But uh, it's always two separate envelopes of adding up to the the birthday amount plus the Christmas amount. So that was always nice. Also, if anyone wants to get me gifts, it's always money. Smiddles <laughs> <laughs> okay. a simple man. I, exactly. I afford things. <laughs> if you would like to uh, celebrate Doug and Alex's birthdays, we do have a Ko-Fi that we'll uh, talk about at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I did just say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good segue. We Indeed. Did. <laughs> we did. So, yeah, it looks like uh, we're spending this holiday season kind of the way we spent most of 2020, sheltering in place and... Uh, Thankfully, brighter things are hopefully on the horizon. Doug and I are driving to St. Louis tomorrow, right after work. But both of our families are distancing, and we've been distancing. Mm-hmm. So it should be pretty safe. It's just, yeah. just in just primary family. That's not the word. Immediate Close. family. Immediate family. That's much more reasonable. Um, yeah, just those. So, like, Which, the big thing for anybody going to visit family, like it's that time of the year. I totally understand if you're doing it. Just be safe. Like, yeah. Wear a mask for the couple of hours you're hanging out with your family. Stuff like that. Indeed. It's not super yeah. difficult. And I know, uh, you know, things have been kind of hard all around for people. I mean, COVID's a real serious threat. We've had, uh, we were just talking about it before the podcast. Our work has had a couple outbreaks, and so we're still happily working from home. Uh, Doug, your dad had a, uh, a scare a while back. but Yeah, he did. It right. ended up being nothing, thankfully. But, yeah, it was a bit of a close call. Yeah, so it's like my brother had it, his fiance had it, so that was spooky. They're fine now, though. Um, but it's also the human brain is not meant to be stuffed in one building for nine months at a time, nonstop. I feel like I feel like we're gonna yeah. have interesting mental health hurdles in the next couple of years, so be open about your mental health as well. Yeah, everybody who's uh gonna be home for the holidays, if you are stuck and feeling like you're a little walled in, hey, hit us up on social media. Some of us are gonna be sitting at home, be happy to hop on Tabletop Simulator and get a game of X-Wing in. Maybe. Absolutely. Or just hang yeah. out um, among us. If you ever be like, yo, I've got room for four people in Among Us. Hit the four of us up first. Yeah, Absolutely. We've, <laughs> we've got our uh, Tuesday night local Among Us group that gets together for that, and that's been pretty good that's for... actually a pretty big helpfulness in maintaining my social. Yeah. I haven't gone crazy. Apparently I'm an extrovert, which I didn't know before COVID. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, it turns out I needed to interact with humans. Same and, team. Uh, it's really been helpful. And How in the world do people ever mistake you and Doug? I don't know. Uh, to be fair, we switched. I used to be yeah, way more Doug was the Doug was the expert, and I was the never spoke to anyone introvert when we met. And then I got a job where I talked on the phone for a living, and that really helped. And I got a job Where's where I specifically that? did not talk very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Tabletop Simulator X-Wing, uh, we did have the, Missouri, the mini-chlorian the other week, back on December 12th. We shout out. off against... My yeah, father shout out to everybody. Out. Yeah. Everybody put that on. Uh, our... Cross-state cohorts in the Midwest Scrubcast, Dan and Emily and Matt and Clint, as well as Mark Myers and Bob Howe, who ran the whole thing and streamed it. If you didn't catch it on Twitch, we will have the matches edited for YouTube shortly. That's my over-the-holidays project. And I tried on Saturday, and my computer was like, what if 
nah, this is a 13 gig video. You can't even yeah. load this into the editing software. And I'm like, all Turns right, out streaming for an entire day takes up a lot of space. <laughs> it does. Uh, I have never used Twitch before, so I had to have Doug talk me through downloading everything. <laughs> and then at 11.30 p.m. last night, I'm going to bed, and I get a text from Bob Howe going, hey, did you need those Twitch videos? <laughs> I have them, Bob. Let me sleep. <laughs> he is a night person. He's, probably He's very night. much apparently. Yeah. Uh, but with the mini-chlorian, it's our pleasure to report that we came away with a decisive 13-3 to victory over the course of four rounds of competition. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I went 3-1. and one. We all went 3-1. Yeah, uh, well, so me and Doug also went 3-1. and one. I was going to say except for Greg, but I'll let Greg announce his own <laughs> thing. Uh, I went undefeated on the day. Whoop, whoop. Indeed, Greg! Greg! Yeah. I mean, Greg swept the field. We also, his about... stream game against Emily is phenomenal. Yeah. So I highly uh, recommend watching that as soon as Matt does my job for me. It's definitely <laughs> better than my stream game, which unfortunately ended up very lopsided. Yeah, that uh... of Doug's stream game. Mine was swingy. <laughs> it went like the the points were back and forth, back and forth, especially that last round. Yours mm -hmm. was just like just just killed it. Yeah, and yeah. Unfortunately. The... Dan had a hard matchup against me, and then his dice did him absolutely zero favors. Yeah. Um, yeah. We flew close to what we said we were going to fly. I did the four, uh, five X wings, or excuse me, four X wings and two Zs with tracers. Uh, Greg, you ran the bomber uh, separatist swarm. The tub yep. swarm. The tub, tub swarm. Tub. I flew my seven six that I built like last week that we talked about last time. No mm -hmm. changes made there. And I ran the Suntier Rack Fifth Brother list that we talked about last time. But you yeah. went with homings instead of ions, which you were discussing last time. Yeah, so yeah, I just went with homings because they're really good on Fifth Brother. Turns that is out. true. Indeed. And however, all the guesswork we did about what our opponents would fly, well, uh, we did guess that Clint Houston would fly Republic Aces, and he did, uh, managing to defeat me in the first round with it. He also took me down. He was the the you shining did. spotlight in their uh, yeah. their performance. He, he won two out of the three games they won. Yeah, the other yeah. one was Emily beating me. Yep, indeed, and she did rather well with the uh, resistance high PS jousters. I think you would call that style a list. And yeah, then... it was it was, oh, it was literally Poe and three A's. Yeah, yeah, and she went down to Merle to fit pockets on Dizzy yeah. and uh, oh, Tally. and then. Uh, Dan threw us a loop. We were expecting Fen Guri, but he decided to say, no, Fen Rao is too fragile. What if I just brought the big beefy boss? To be fair, we discussed him bringing not Gore or not Fen. We knew it would be Gori. I don't think anyone oh, predicted Bosk, though. No, we no. thought it would be Bober Dankar. Is yeah. what we Absolutely. And we saw Bosk, and I gotta tell you, his loaded Bosk, the, the matchups were really rough because running into a swarm with Bosk is always hard. Mm -hmm. He's a large base. He can't get away and reinforce and only do so much. But, man, uh, I honestly, if it weren't for the dice, I thought your match against him, Doug, was going to be the, the uh, nail biter. Uh, yeah, so not to do a full bat rep, but uh, the reason it went so hard in my favor is uh, he took a risk with Gori and he got a range one. ATP into fifth brother, uh, but as a result, he ate a range two from Suntier and didn't spend the focus on defense, so he took two shields. And then his ATP, his advanced Protorp only got four. I nattied three, so I only took a shield on fifth brother and was able to take a fully modified shot back into her. 
only got a damage, but was able to fifth brother a crit in, which was then a disabled power regulator. So Ooh. Gory, who probably should have only taken one or two damage, took four and was ion the next turn. And it was Yikes. Uh, a that, big disaster. And then Matt Carey, choosing to run Separatist, actually, uh, did the Boba Zam list. Not Django. Boba, uh, Django, Django Zam, uh, which we had talked about a bit because, Greg, you had tried that for a while. And you get to see when we have the videos up. Uh, I flew against him on stream, and man, was that a competitive match. Matt Carey is always just a wonderful, talented opponent to play against. He made me... He made me fly at my best, which is high high praise. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, poor Matt. I don't, li- got to I, don't li- I don't like having to play at my best. It's tiring. <laughs> poor Matt. By the time we got to be in round four, it was just a poor broken man. Yeah, um, he had a, he had a rough day. He walked in and saw six and was like, cool, it's my least favorite list. <laughs> also, I've already been broken by all the other swarms that showed up here today. Yeah, I think in hindsight, Dan probably would have been way happier with Boba instead of Bosk. Indeed, um, like He's even just Bob. a naked Boba would have would have had a much better time against all the swarms. Yes. I mean, no disrespect to either Dan Peterson or my lizard bay Bosk, but his yeah. Bosk did more damage with his dead man switch than with its guns. In my <laughs> oh, oh the dice gods just did not like Dan that day. He got both. Uh, he got you know, the, the heavy shot with Guri and managed to, after uh, not getting the focus that he wanted, rolled focus, 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 focus hit. And I was just like, oh, for uh, one crit, that's the worst. Yeah, that's rough. But yeah, that they were all just wonderful opponents. If you are in the St. Louis area and you have the opportunity when everything is back to normal to go out and play at any tournament, you should feel lucky to be across the table from any of the four of them. They are amazing people as well as amazing X-Wing players. Maybe even give their podcast a listen if you're feeling like it. Yeah. And Mark Myers and my father, Bob Howe, are also uh, from the St. Louis area and uh, are also pretty good opponents. They Mark, are very Mark, okay people. Mark definitely is a good opponent. I don't know about that. Yeah. Other guy. Doug and I <laughs> spend a decent amount of time playing in St. Louis X-Wing tournaments as well. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's um, not false. I wouldn't. Yeah, like we wouldn't be should out- expect to see us, but it's not no, a total surprise. But a, if it's near a major holiday, there's a decent chance we'll be there. Yeah, yeah, that's honestly mm-hmm. one of the biggest bummers about uh no festivus all this COVID this stuff. No festivus. It, like normally during Thanksgiving and Christmas, I get to come back and play with the St. Louis community. Indeed, it's the biggest bummer. About we'll the do pandemic. a we'll do a tournament and then drive home after drive back to Kansas City from that tournament. Yeah. Like it's a thing. Yeah, those, those are always fun times. Yeah, biggest biggest tragedy of the pandemic. Yeah. Twenty twenty. <laughs> I don't. I don't get to play in local tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We should all be so lucky. Yeah. But yeah, again, thank you so much, everybody who uh, came and watched on stream. Uh, rewatching the Twitch stream, seeing the chat commentary. Oh, I I did not expect to have uh, forty plus people watching a match. That's a little daunting. Uh, I think the peak at any one time was around 20. Um, but there were a lot of people that came in and out of the stream. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. have viewed it since. Like, they've actually gone back and watched it, which is neat. Not something I would have expected. Yeah, like, we we had competition with the Gold Squadron Fight Club and the Polish Nationals that day. But there's a decent chance that in between rounds of those, people would hop over and see our stuff. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, both of those actually were really fun tournaments uh, to look in on afterwards. Nothing really uh, jumped out at at those, but again, it's been a weird year, and X-Wing's in a kind of a weird place right now, uh, as we're all, I think, 
gearing to take the holidays a little easy. Yeah, and uh, I mean, obviously it's a new wave and everything, but with the AMG announcement, I think everybody's a little, uh, I guess, curious about what's going to happen to the state of X-Wing come the new year. Um, so I don't think people are invested too heavily in the competitive scene right now. Yeah. Not to mention the nine-month drought of playing in person. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's a pretty good segue, Doug. Uh, what do we all think is that we're going we're gonna to be looking forward to for 2021? Uh, maybe predictions or hopes? And at the same time, what's been the most memorable X-Wing stuff about this year? Alex, why don't you start us off? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. Personally, for me, I cut, I cut a system open for the first time this year, so that was cool. Um, also remember system opens, those tournaments that used to happen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it feel Literally, weird that yeah. we used to gather with hundreds of other people and it was just a normal thing yeah we drive eight hours <laughs> to gather with people for two days and then drive eight hours back nope. um but yeah like uh i guess my biggest hope is that i'd love to play in an actual premiere x-wing event in 2021 that'd be amazing i could Indeed. still see it happening by the end of 2021 it's possible um, of course, it's going to end up being the weekend of my brother's wedding, so I won't play with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, assuming oh. all of the vaccines and stuff go through, I could see Gen Con being like the earliest actual thing. Yeah, like and, an August Gen Con kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think it would be goofy for AMG to not do an X-Wing event at Gen Con, whatever it may be. Indeed. Yeah, if Gen mm -hmm. Con happens, they should do something there. They'll have a lot of uh, games and product to hype, hopefully. Yeah, I don't know if, how long it'll be till we get a wave. Um, my guess is the summer. Hey, stepping on my toes, bro. Oh, sorry, I didn't read your notes because you're not. <laughs> well, I'm all, also, yeah, also thinking about AMG. They haven't done a big uh, Crisis Pro Marvel Crisis Protocol event like we. To be fair, the this game came was out for two months. Yeah. yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. They haven't had the chance for that, so they've got a whole game that's been kind of in this weird development limbo that. Uh, but they know. still do a release a month, and everything I've heard yeah. is the game is still really good. So um, Yeah, they just haven't been able to do any kind of organized play. So yeah. whenever the next big national event is, I would actually probably expect an AMG renaissance, You know, trying to do a, almost like a soft relaunch of a lot of things. Yeah, I, I would be willing to bet the first major event is absolutely packed once everything yeah. opens back up, because everybody oh, God, who yeah. loves to travel for games is going to be itching to go go do stuff. Over under on uh, Gen Con tickets selling out fifteen minutes. Uh, oh, under. under. It's yeah. already under fifteen minutes normally. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna sell out. You're gonna get refreshed one time, and it's gonna be sold out for people yep. who didn't have to refresh. <laughs> uh, all right, Doug. What are your uh, thoughts on 2020 and hopes for 2021? Um, I, I would echo Smittle's statement that uh, you know, I got to cut at a system open, which was really cool. Um, and it was probably the biggest tournament I've cut at, I think. Like, player size-wise? Player size-wise, yeah. Um, how many was that, Dallas? Uh, it was over 120, I think. Gotcha. Because the Chicago... Oh, no, damn it, sorry. I didn't cut at the Chicago Regional. Yeah, nor the Minnesota mm -hmm. Regional, which were both yeah, out of I did cut at Indiana. the Indianapolis, 180 yeah. people at the Indiana Regional. That's true, okay. That's fair. Um, either way, like, it's system open. It feels it's a little more impressive than a regional, regional yeah. Um, as far as 2021 goes, uh, I if I had to guess that there's probably still a wave of ships that are that's going to come out that was designed by FFG, I and mean, that's pure speculation. We don't know when I they, agree. yeah, we don't know when they learned about the the change happening. So it's possible they stopped developing, you know, to let AMG step in. But but my speculation but, would be the last, the next wave to come out will be FFG designed. Uh, but 
but after that, I'm I'm really excited slash nervous to see what AMG decides to do with designing X-Wing. Um, you know, we know that Alex Davey and Max Brook are gone from the game, uh, so theoretically we'd have at least two new designers, uh, which means they could go in a completely different direction. Uh, or they could, you know, follow along the path they're going. It's it's all wide open, but that's kind of exciting. Indeed, indeed. What about you, Greg? What's uh, been the big impact from 2020 X-Wing Wise for you, and what are you looking forward to in the next year? I think that 2020 was probably my best year of X-Wing so far. Um, I don't know how much that's really saying because I had a deployment. and Yeah, I was going to say, it's your first full year of X-Wing. I mean, you won the most premier local event that we had in uh, 2020 <laughs> at the that store jam so, back in February. I, I was very sad that Adepticon... Uh, got canceled because that was right at the beginning of all that. Mm. Uh, because I was running that uh, Bubba Koshka list, like I was doing really well. Um, I think I could have cut really high. I think I would have done really well, uh, and I wasn't able to. Obviously, nobody was. Um, but big sad, by the way. I have yeah. major yeah. I It would have been my first year going, um, and so That's I was super best. excited. But um, you, yeah, you were gonna ride up with us in our rented yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's gonna be awesome. But uh, so I, I would have liked to have played, obviously, like everybody else, in person because I think that I would have had an even better year um, at system opens and such. Because um, when we did play, like the what was that, Coruscant, and well, not Coruscant. I, uh, <laughs> I did, uh, Creighton, yeah, Corellia did really bad at Coruscant, but Corellia, <laughs> I, I did pretty well. Um, you did. I hope to improve on top 32s, so let's go to a top 16 for once. That would be neat. <laughs> hey, you came in second at that hyperspace trial. Like, oh, that true. was yeah. 2019. It was 2019. Yeah, but I just, oh, yeah that's what I, I mean. I was just because I had a really, I had a decent year 2019 at those hyperspace yeah. trials. Say, did, then, didn't you top 16, at Warfare, Greg? I know, I he top did. 32. Oh, top uh, 32. Yeah. Yeah. So every every major event. Or, competitive event would have been involved in I would have been top 32 max so I'm hoping to break that uh, okay. but this year I think I I developed a so I'm a uh, I'm a low initiative slash swarm player uh, cool so I think I do what all the cool kids are yeah I want to actually work on ace play I want to develop a different skill, maybe see the game. So when I played that double fire spray list, I saw the game from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm hoping to develop that. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to in 2021. I definitely approve of that. That's uh, yeah. That's the main reason at local events, I almost never run the same list twice, is I, uh, I try to get myself as familiar with as many ships and archetypes as possible. Yeah, that's something that I haven't done. I uh, usually right. when a big event's coming up, I just revert to what I know, and I mean it's good, right? Like I, and, I, I, and I like do that as well. Like you can look yeah. at all of these online events. I ran imperial releases at every single one of them because uh, that's what's that's, most that's comfortable true. for me. Yeah, I. But I think that even if I don't cut, if I use a different archetype. And I improve, then that's something in itself. So, I actually went through a similar phase in 1.0. I uh, I was running Fenrau and all the time, and I was feeling like I was in a rut. So I decided to just every regional I went to, which was six that year, 
So <laughs> just yeah. pick a different medalist and run it at a regional until I cut with it. Mm-hmm. And then you found freaking Miranda Lorick. Hey, I stopped, right. I stopped running that after I top eight well. at Chicago. Is that not what you took to Worlds? Yeah, you took that I to mean, Worlds. Yeah, I took it to Worlds, but that was different. I was talking <laughs> about not, the regional season. I ran, yeah. Yeah. After I cut with a list during that regional season, I switched to a different list. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Indeed. That. I had a really, really good winter of 2018, spring of 2019. <laughs> that was a really good time. I cut it all six of those regionals. <laughs> Uh, can we go back? Uh, can we, can we do 2019 in review? 17, I think you're thinking 2018. 2019 yeah. was second edition. Oh, fudge. Yeah, I guess it was 2017 <laughs> yeah. into 2018. Man, I'm That old. would actually make sense because that was when I started playing. I started playing November 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I, I remember, remember that Alex was kind of, <laughs> you might have been the best player in the area at the time. I don't know if I'd have gone that far. I was you were the definitely most the most successful. decorated. Yeah. Okay, um, okay. Decorated. well that's a good way to say it. Yeah, a series of really terrible luck for these regionals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on that note, I know we discussed it the first time you were on the podcast, Greg, but Greg's very first time playing oh X-Wing was story. when when he came to a Veterans Day tournament that I was running with uh, our friend uh, Ricky, late of the Scum and Villainy podcast. F in the chat for that Scum and Villainy. Uh and Greg shows up out of towner. None of us knew, and we went okay. Flying, uh, what we thought was an odd jank list. It turned out to be all the ships he owned. Crates <laughs> <laughs> that came with, yeah, <laughs> with the cars that came with them. His first round is against Doug. It was me. It was Al- Alex. You know, the most decorated player in Kansas City at the time, and Greg beats him. His Not close. I'm flying my world's top 39. Dude, <laughs> I even 39th smoked him off. I smoked him he, off the board. Like, I don't know, just, second round of shooting. Decimated him. We thought, oh, okay, well, maybe Alex had bad dice. New guy beat him. And then he gets paired up against our friend Aaron, who is also a very accomplished player. Yeah, he doesn't uh, travel time. much, but he's a he fantastic ice, player. Ice water in his veins, man. Yeah, yeah. Aaron I'm is flappable. one of those players who's guaranteed to top eight. He'll show. He'll go... He'll vanish for a month and then just show up in top eight a turn. Uh, I wish he traveled with us because, man, yeah. he'd be really nice to whip Very out good. of the back pocket. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> <Weird phrase>. Greg, <laughs> Greg beats him as well. And we're looking going, hey, is this guy a ringer? What the heck? You know, where did he come from? And we're kind of casually asking. Who is this mustache? <laughs> oh, he didn't have the mustache at the time. I know, but <laughs> I wish he still did not have the mustache then. But then third round, finally, Alex manages to, Doug. you know, or Doug manages to, to halt his. In a. Super nail biter, like <laughs> yeah, his onslaught. Yeah. But then Greg started coming out to. Uh, at the time, it was Tuesday nights. We were playing out at the Pond and Pint, and that's when we realized, wait a minute, you're driving out here all the way from Topeka to play X Wing for a couple hours, and then <laughs> driving back. That was before the kid. <laughs> yeah, <that> was- <laughs> Very true. And then right about the time we were starting to get because. Yeah, you were on deployment prep when we all went to Worlds in the second edition yeah. uh, news dropped. Because that came out while you were over in Kuwait, right? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, you came back uh, in December shortly after your son was born. And a couple months later, started coming to tournaments again. And Greg doing Greg things. Just mowing through people. Yeah. I, and right even back then, in and started tearing stuff up. Yeah. I remember, like, the first time you traveled for a tournament was the Omaha Regional back in uh, 2018, yeah. and you nearly made cut at that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember what place I got. I think it was, like, 26th, but I went 4-2, yeah. and two, 
and the losses that I had were super close. And yeah, I was like, man, I like almost did it. Yeah, that was. <laughs> oh, those were the old days. It was. It was good. Yeah, but I. I don't know why I was good at this game. Like I. I, I guess I played Armada, <laughs> and I could fly well. But I was mm-hmm. legit. Like my first tournament against, or my first game was against Doug or Alex, and that was the first time I'd ever played. And wow. I was just like throw red so dice crazy. at it. I was just like kill yeah. Bosk. I was like, okay, this big yeah, he did space, really hard. Slaughtered my poor Bosk. And then your <laughs> list just kind of fell apart after that. And I was like, hey, red dice are cool. Like that's all I did when I read the cards. <laughs> I looked at the red number, and I was like, that seems pretty cool. And I was like, the green number, I guess that's a thing. And then, like, legit, I was I watched videos, and I was just like, okay, red number is good. That reminds me of the story. Which is Doug the correct. A... Oh, sorry. Uh, so that reminds me of the story of you opening a TIE Defender in first edition. Oh, my God, I lost time. my mind. It was a 3-3-3-3. Three, 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 three. How is that possible? That's so insane. <laughs> yeah, and then I opened it a Decimator. I was like, how does it have 16 health? Like, how do you kill that thing? Uh, uh, as much as I love, like... I knowing I love having a high game. level of knowledge of the game, but uh, the the very very first getting the X wing and just being floored by every ship I opened and thinking it was so cool was a, a pretty fun experience. See, it's funny because you talk about that, and my initial introduction to the game was a friend taking me out and saying, "Hey, let's try this. It's kind of like Armada, but more dogfighty." And I'm like, "Okay, this ship looks cool. What's that? It's a Decimator." Okay, who's Captain Oiken? He hurts things if he runs into them. Oh, that's right in my wheelhouse. Okay, I'll just juggernaut my way across the board. Yep. Uh, I believe I flew at least one ship off the board in every single game for a month. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to show up to a tournament. I'm going to bring Omega Ace and Death Rain and Redline. Hey, uh, well, that would be a really fun list in 2.0. Uh, not so much in first edition. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, for 2020, for me, kind of the opposite of Doug and Alex. You guys mentioned cutting it a system open. I went to the Las Vegas Opens, you know, the Grands, the National Championship again. And I'd done really well at Warfare just a few weeks before. And it was literally my worst finish at a tournament ever. I just went straight into the garbage that day. And it's funny because. I'd never in any X-Wing tournament beyond just like a little casual store tournament, I'd never come away with less than two wins. I'd always been able to stick it out and at least find a win somewhere in the salt mines for fun. Oh no, LBO didn't even give me that. I won my first round match against an eventual top eight finisher and then proceeded to just piss away the rest of the day. And I think... You know, you guys had to deal with me moping for weeks about the slump I was in because I just went on something like an 18-game losing streak in our uh, winter league that we had. I was getting disgruntled with the game. We were just starting this podcast as well, yeah. and I was playing the worst X-Wing of my life. Yeah, we've all but been they, there. Like uh, yeah. We all infamously flamed out at Adepticon in uh, oh, 2019 before, yeah uh, and i was in the middle of a slump during that too like um i think the only real reason i was excited to play at it was because of the new wave three had just come out it was uh, allowed for the side event the side event mm-hmm. yeah yep um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you just got to play through it or you just got to take, take a step back but Matt, you did though you you had that slump and i remember you said that you're being you know you were kind of down on yourself but i feel like you learned a lesson from all that and i feel like you've been like really blossoming in whatever style you found yeah, lately. That, that was it. 
because you did that Yank tournament, and obviously you didn't choose your list, but you were able to take a list that you didn't choose, and you did really well. Right. So you just learned something to play something, maybe. You did really well with the Jank Tank in the Minoc Jank Tank, didn't you? Yeah, the Minoc Jank Tank, Greg. You you slaughterhoused up in there. Dude, that one was straight up red dice be good. Like It was like, (laughs) oh, all of my numbers are high. Cool. Yeah, that was a single elimination tournament, and I got singly eliminated like yeah. twenty minutes into the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't remember what I had for that tournament. I know I went one and one, but I yeah, don't remember yeah, for yeah. what I played. I, I had to run my first, first order backup list because my scum list was garbage. I was flying. Uh, I got broadside. That's right, because I picked Republic. Okay. I was like, oh, broadside, sweet. Yo, know, and uh, I won the first round and then got aced in the second round. I think Doug and I both went out in the first round. No, no I won Doug, my Doug first made game. the second you round. Your first game. I only yeah. went out in the first round. This is average. Yeah. No, there were a that. bunch of people that played. Greg with four ship rebel, just uh, Ezra. Dude, it was Greg. just too good. Like, it was just, it had all the, it had everything. It had synergy out of a jank list. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I lucked out so big. And it didn't have anything useless either, which is huge. Right. No, nothing useless. Absolutely. Yeah, well, Ezra still got the shoot if he wanted to with heightened perception. Mm-hmm. Like it was just. Yeah, I remember that seeing you do that made me think, hey, maybe four ship rebel beef is a thing, and I brought that to crate, and got my face smashed in. And at that point, I was just thinking, okay, maybe I need to take a step back. So what twenty twenty did for me was taught me a lot of humility in X Wing to say, you know what, if there's a list I have a problem against. I really need to learn how to fly it so I understand it. I, we've joked, my best lists are Imperial lists, and yet I don't feel like in my soul, I've never thought of myself as an Imperial player, but those are the lists and the archetypes I do the best with, somehow. I don't think I've ever brought an Imperial list to a tournament on purpose. <laughs> uh, didn't you run Rack Vader with all of us? Yeah. I, that, that was a meme. I don't count that as a <laughs> That was still on purpose. <laughs> It was a great team, and I don't regret any of it, despite going two and four at that tournament. Yeah, so did I. So. But when it comes to what's coming up on the horizon, what I'm really looking forward to in 2021, other than obviously getting to possibly play in person again, I admit I'm kind of interested in these alternate play modes for organized play that AMG's talked about. And I know this is a reversal because I was really trepidatious about this. I love my competitive 200.6 obstacle X-Wing. But this is going to be a year plus of a dry spell. Coming out with some new options for organized play, coming out with maybe an entirely new organized play model, we don't know. It could revitalize the game. So I'm going to sit here and be optimistic because, hey, it'll have been more than a year since we sat down at a physical, in-person play X-Wing, you know, in meat space on the table. Yeah, I definitely Whatever think they bring it's... Forward, I definitely think its biggest potential boon is the ability to, to attract new players. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's a lot easier to have a casual night with a goofy mode where a new player can walk in and not feel super intimidated versus the rut we got into for the last, I don't know, nine months to a year of in-person play where it was just playing for the next tournament every time. And and we tried to be welcoming of new players, but it's tough whenever you're, all you brought was your... When you're just yeah. always preparing for the premier level tournament. Yep, and and yeah. if all I brought was my competitive list, like I can play against them, but you know, there's only so much you can do if they have a very suboptimal list, and you're you're playing a tournament list. Um, I I just remember that I always for those Friday night tournaments we'd have, 
we would always be going, all right, we're all getting ready for the next big tournament, and we'd have new players show up. Mm-hmm. And I always would be like, okay, you know what? I'm comfortable with my tournament list. I'm going to just go ahead and fly two X-Wings and a Falcon, yeah. and hopefully I get matched up against one of the new players, and I'd get matched up against you guys and be like, oh, <laughs> oh, dude, I'm going home. <laughs> Man, I never would I brought my fun list. <laughs> I never want to see that. It's just a Falcon. Uh, that's that's problem with it. It's true. I'll fly against two X-Wings all day. Um, but also, going back to what Doug said, not everyone's going to come back from this year-long break of X-Wing. So we're, it's going to be important for AMG and us as a community to, to recruit new players, to replace mm-hmm. the ones who are lost, who would have been lost due to normal um, attrition, and then yeah. plus COVID preventing people from playing for a year. Yep. So, yeah, and there's, there's going to be people that would normally have kept playing, but after taking a year off, they, they just indeed. fell out of the habit and never get back into it. Like, yeah. yeah. One of the things also that's come up recently and uh, been discussing this with some people on the St. Louis Arch Alliance Discord, uh, as of January, FFG is shutting down all their forums. Indeed. Obviously, we were expecting the X-Wing, Armada, and Legion forums to go away since those will no longer be FFG games, but they're cutting out their company-hosted forums altogether. Yeah, um... I mean, like, Destiny still has forums currently until they, they shut it down, even though that's a completed game. So I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd kept the, oh, the forums they have around. For, they have for, no, they have forums for games that have been out of print for over, yeah. like, eight years. Yeah, like, yeah. Dust um, still has forums. Yeah, Dust still forums. has forums. Yeah. Well, and, started... and based on their statement, it I mean, it largely makes sense. Uh, forums do offer a couple unique things that things like Reddit or Discord don't provide, or even, like, Facebook groups. Uh, but by and large, the community has most communities have moved on from forums as being a, a way of bringing the community together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, I mostly used the forums as a source of entertainment. I'm not gonna lie; it was mostly just uh, <laughs> I read things that were bad, were very wrong, and I was amused by them. And it's yeah. funny. Um, and like sometimes we'd screenshot at each other and be like, "You yeah. see this ridiculous take?" And like, yeah. yeah <laughs> But there were a couple of genuinely good threads and people that uh, gained notoriety through the forums. Uh, Michael mm-hmm. Simon of St. Louis is was known as biophysical by the whole community for a very long time because he was very active on the forums in the early days. Um, and uh, in a lot of places, was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully, yeah. something a public way to address rules with AMG. Hopefully, that comes in some way. Right, that's the big oh. thing that I was uh, going to mention. That I've had a number of legitimately unclear rules questions cleared up through the FFG rules forum. And I understand, of course, you know, restructuring a company and cleaning house. One of the, you know, with them clearing out a whole lot of positions, I imagine that for a moderator, which somebody has to get paid to do at FFG is not really a high priority position for them to keep. Yeah. And they still have to pay the upkeep of keeping the server open and, updated and, and a moderator and yeah right yeah, all those moderator. type of things so yeah uh, it, it's a lot of money that probably just doesn't get a lot of returns these days yeah and you know fantasy flight games has always been even outside of x-wing and the star wars ip just a great game company for things they produce and they're going to still be putting out great games with what they do and yeah, their board games are really top-notch mm-hmm. yeah like their uh, magnum opus twilight imperium is insanely fun yeah, and uh, this might be wrong, but I thought I heard that a lot of the AMG board games are actually being moved to FFG. Like AMG yeah. is pretty much just splitting all of their stuff into three different companies, and all board games will go through FFG now. Yeah, about uh, Asmodee. Yeah, I'm sorry, Asmodee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which it, that again, that makes sense. That's a good yeah, umbrella coverage. Well, yeah. it makes sense. Like FFG is the premier North American board game company. Mm-hmm. 
Indeed, indeed. So yeah, pour one out for the forums. Uh, Maybe I'm two, gonna... probably two. You need one for yeah. yourself to be yeah. able to read the forums. <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, if you like... want to go read the end, of the end life of the forums, definitely get something to drink. But yeah, there there are some uh, some bad takes there, but there are, like you said, some really good people. I remember after my first uh, Worlds 2018, I posted uh, the story of my my Worlds experience there, and I ended up meeting so many people through just posting that that. I'd gone to later tournaments and mentioned something, and went, oh, didn't you post about that to the FFG forums? I was like, yeah. Oh, hey. So that's been uh, it's it's been a way to build community. And uh, speaking of biophysical, it was Michael Simon that actually was saying in our discussion that community is what this game is about, and the forums, for good or ill, really work to create that. So that's going to be a bit of actually history that's going to be lost. Yeah, but they were definitely the the starting point that propelled yeah. everything mm-hmm. but there's a a good subreddit out there that's yeah. remarkably okay <laughs> comparing, it, out there. comparing it to the rest of the hive of subhuman carbon wastage that is reddit i feel like you're getting reddit and 4chan confused reddit I is really a very healthy either well, where I get that's... my baseball where i get my baseball news and porn reddit widely <laughs> wildly varies <laughs> on quality based on which subreddit you use. But the X-Wing one is, for very the most wholesome. part, a very wholesome subreddit. It's safe mm-hmm. for work. It's not aggressive. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The takes are as bad as the FFG forums. It's actually what got Doug and I so into the game, though, is that subreddit. Yeah. Um, cool. Everybody else talked about how they got back into the game, but circling back with a reverse segue, um, Doug got into the game as a gift from his dad. And uh, he not brought quite, a, but yeah. Or he and his dad found it when they were Star out. Star Wars as yeah. a gift? Yeah, but me and my dad like... were Christmas shopping, and we just walked into a game shop just because, uh, and uh, we found it and thought it looked cool, so we bought the starter set. We played the core game that night, went back the next day and bought Imperial Aces and uh, Rebel Aces, <laughs> and we're hooked from there. And that, so Doug and I are hanging out like we did, because that was our thing. Still, Still is. is. <laughs> he was like, yo, you like Star Wars, right? And I'm like, yeah. We hadn't actually talked much about Star Wars back in those days. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was like, you like stars. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I found this cool miniatures game. I'm like, does Dash Render ship the Outrider in it? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm in 100 percent because we <laughs> played Shadows of the Shadows of the Forest back in the day, or Shadows of the, the Empire back in the day. So like, I was like, okay, I'm in. I never played Dash until the last tournament. Yeah, Sam and Smittle never played Dash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Which like for, for those that separate. have played for a long time, that was uh, when I started. Was right when Dash and the Decimator came out, and then yeah, Smittle joined right at Scum and Villainy came out. And yep. So I bought Scum, because Doug was playing Empire and his dad was playing Rebel. So I was like, perfect, the Scum faction just came out. I'll play that. <laughs> and uh, that's when we lived when we lived apart, and I lived here in Kansas City and Doug in St. Louis. That subreddit built that game to a fervor while yeah. we couldn't play with each other. And then when we play, he moved here and we started playing, that's how I found out about our first worlds and how I got into competitive X-Wing. So yeah. I recant all of my bad things I said about the subreddit. It's fine. Um, yeah. just <laughs> listen to podcasts for your takes. Mm-hmm. Just is a... oh, sorry, Greg. How cool Bob is. Bob is super cool. Like, yeah, he's okay. I would have. Man. <laughs> Bob is a dad. Just sounds super cool. Yeah, that's. It's yeah, funny. It's all right. because, <laughs> I've only <laughs> heard the father for my adult life. So. Yeah. <laughs> when. Yeah, we've mentioned, and when he was on the podcast, we talked about Bob's Star Wars shrine room. 
and that's got the the double x-wing mat table in the center of it and you know if if we were going to have like we could honestly host an in-person mini chlorian at bob house house if you will the Bob House, yes. Get off this podcast. <laughs> we talked really about this last time. They're Stop really making hell puns. <laughs> I had to deal with that enough in second grade, all right? <laughs> but it's funny because uh, Bob and I, for example, are closer in age than, you know, me and the rest of the podcast here. And in fact, I believe, because we have to clarify this, Greg, how old are you going to be on your next birthday? 30. Okay, yep, so you're, at least, you're at least of an age of these guys. I was gonna say, it's like, wait a minute, are Bob and I closer than you are to Alex? And these, I, I can never yeah, remember. Is the closest to me, as per we are separated by 240 hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But at the same time, you know, Bob, having only heard about him for the first couple of years, I played X Wing as Doug's dad, who also plays X Wing, and I thought, oh, that's quaint. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> Doug, your dad's like my age. And that's, you know, me going, oh, I'm old. But Dad, he has I... called your dad old. Seriously. <laughs> Where are you going with this, Newt? <laughs> what are your with my so dad? here's the funny thing. For those, of you, for those of you who have not met Bob Howe, and for those of you who might have met me, you would guess by looking at us that I've got five years on Bob and not the other way around. So, you know, that's what clean living does to you, I guess. <laughs> Stupid Bob Howe. He's been aged by having to raise Doug from a child. That's, Imagine that's having to spend works. 18 years with Doug. Like, <laughs> I mean, that'll age anybody at least 18 years, that's for sure. Yeah. I don't know, Alex, what's it like spending 18 years with Doug? I've only known Doug for 12 years, sir. <laughs> 12 years. And it Doug. aged you. That's actually, actually it's aged you 12 years. Yeah, it, it's that's not quite. Between, it's been 10 years, or 11 years. Now It'll be 12 years next year. But the point stop is, counting and call it a lifetime. It's that's specifically a third of my lifetime. Oh my god! Why did I say those words? <laughs> oh, uh, that just kind of puts things in perspective. It's funny because every I'm time so... I hear people talking about like X Wing, because X Wing came out in 2012. Gen Con of twenty twelve is when it was in when it the original pre release was, and it released slightly after that in twenty twelve. But I remember that. I, you know, I I had seen X-Wing, I believe, on an episode of uh, Will Wheaton's Tabletop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where, going back and watching that, how badly they played the game. And they get a lot, they of break rules. a lot of rules. Oh, my gosh. But again, so did we when we were first playing. Yeah, like, yeah so did we. I mean, oh, believe me. Engine Upgrade Oiken when I was boosting into ships to kill them. Oh, I've, taken, I've told the Mangler Cannon story a lot of times. Yeah. I don't I'm sure we got a lot of others wrong as well. Well, the Mangler Cannon was, we didn't realize you canceled crits last yeah, and we thought you canceled Chris first. first. Oh, so you and thought Mangler Cannon was garbage? Oh, no, it was fine on the six I always ran it on because I love six. Um, but yeah, then, then when we, we found out that Crits rule. are canceled last, I thought the Mangler Cannon suddenly became super OP. Because <laughs> now I have to deal with all these crits coming from these six yeah, as well. Guaranteed crits from six, man. How are you supposed to block that many hits? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, good old 1.0. Yeah, this okay. is before Doug and I planned on going to one tournament and then went to three in a row three weeks before that one tournament. Four in a row. <laughs> Four, yeah. <laughs> like, this is really early on us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had no clue you canceled crits last. Yeah, but when I hear about people talking about X-Wing back in like 2013, and I got in in 2016 when Wave, I believe, 7 had just come out. Uh, what was the Mist Hunter? Mist Hunter was Wave 8. 
Wait, wait, okay, that yeah, that wave that ruined X Wing. Yeah, I got in right before the Mist Hunter. When I mean, ignore Wave Seven with the TLT, but yeah, yeah, it's at least if it had Kiraxes, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, see, when I when I came in, uh, again buying the Force Awakens box set and things like that, the game had already been going for three full years, and there had only been like six additional waves of content beyond the initial release. And now that's a year for us, practically. It feels like oh, well, we are and, two years into second edition, but yeah. right? But it it doesn't feel like it. Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, yeah, this year didn't happen, so yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. But, but from I mean, a from a wave release standpoint, time still still yeah. marched on. True. So I can imagine the people who were playing X Wing at the very beginning, where it was just literally Empire versus Rebels, Tie Fighters and Falcons, and you know the the fire spray. Hey, remember the Imperial fire spray? Yeah. How weird! But was yeah, that? like so. Wave six of 1.0 came out in late 2015, which is about three years after. So they were doing two waves a year still for mm-hmm. first edition early on, and those waves were huge. <laughs> well, wave six was particularly large because it was a new faction. But each yeah. each wave had two ships for each faction uh, before that. Besides that. the large, oh well, yeah, but there were only two factions, so there was four yeah, chances. exactly. But yeah, but each faction got quite a bit from each wave. Than as compared to now. And when Scum and Villainy came out, most of it was conversions for the Hawk, for the Y-Wing, for the Headhunter. That all came in one easy-to-use $40 package. Yeah. And then it also came with yeah. the Sick and... No, it came with... Star uh, Viper and... The Sick uh, and the Star uh, Viper were the other release ships. Yeah, I'd spent other ships released. Yeah. And the IG? IG was also in there? IG was also released, and the, the Fire Spray was converted as well. So there were four yeah. converts and three new ships for Wave 7. Right, so, and that jumped right Wave up. 6. When Scum mm-hmm. came out. And then Wave 7 yeah. released the Kirax and the Houndstooth. Houndstooth. Yeah. Wave 8 was this Hunter and Jump Master. All right, well, we, don't, we don't need to go through the yeah, entire stuff. Fang. Fang. I'm getting to the Fang. What I, what I, yeah, what I was getting at was the the idea that you know people who've been playing this game since it was literally just which TIE Fighter pilots do you want? And seeing where it is now... I'm really excited to actually see where it goes with AMG because it's going to be... I mean, there are, there are going to be new people at the helm. It's going to be coming out after this year-long, you know... It's almost like Dave Filoni's writing it because we had a time skip in X-Wing, basically. So... <laughs> I would like to say, I don't think this will happen by any means. But what I would like to see AMG do is do a, a pseudo 2.5 and just start re-releasing ships with their own design and, like, keep stuff that's already out legal. And not everything needs to be re-released, like... Wave 8 stuff doesn't need to come out again. Um, but we have a bunch of stuff that... like So like Rebels, for example, haven't gotten anything new since the start of 2nd Edition. Uh, and so I think it would actually be really healthy for the game if like X-Wings got redesigned and re-released, or things like that. Um, in terms of actually growing a player base again. I, again, I don't yeah. think it'll happen, but that's what I would like to happen. No, I mean, I can absolutely see that. And it's funny, the moment you said 2.5, I had to shudder because... yeah. But the, 20 years, the 20 years to... ago, when I was playing Dungeons and Dragons third edition, and when thirty point five came out, uh, but that's the best I don't, way to I don't want to start X Wing Edition Wars. No, no, but, <laughs> no. but yeah, I but I third think edition that... win though seriously. Yeah. Four hundred point lists, more granularity. <laughs> Deal. Uh, Greg's in. That's fifty fifty. We win. I love to fly <laughs> a billion ships. I am good for four hundred. <laughs> yeah, that that's weird because so I remember starting out wanting to fly big giant two ship lists. I remember get, losing so hard that I started thinking 
if I just don't roll any green dice, they can't betray me. So I tried to make the ghost work and double decimator and all sorts of things like that. And then a bunch of B-wings. I was like, okay, zero agility, bad. Maybe one agility, good. <laughs> <laughs> and slowly started working up from there. And then eventually became the, hey, all these three agility shits can't be killed. When did I become a dirty ace player? Turns out okay. three agility with full mods is really hard to kill. Yeah, uh, the, the secret was is that it wasn't the three agility passive mods, but exactly all that fun stuff. Oh, first edition. Yeah, first edition was a heck of a ride. This year's been a heck of a ride for not having any. Oh, what's experience. worse, ghost fan or coronavirus? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> for See, the uh, game or wow. like as a for the game for the game. Okay. Uh, ghost fan. Okay. Then. <laughs> okay. I was like, wait a minute. Obviously, COVID is worse for real life. I mean, like I found a I solution. Know. Two ghost fan losses knocked me fan. out of the cut at Worlds. So. Ghost fan legitimately, know. like ghost fan was actual actually the final straw for a lot of people in first edition. It was like, a lot of ghost people looked at ghost fan and just went, "I don't want to play anymore." Like when Ghost Fen was like sixty percent of the field, and I made a list that beat it, I felt like I was on like top for one brief shining moment in June of 2018. My list was the number one list in the world on MetaWing, and then everybody realized nothing mattered at that point, and we were in a stupid interregnum. But for a moment there, I felt like glory. (laughs) I too once had a list at the top of MetaWing. It was weird. It had Bosk in it. Yeah, uh, Remember Bosk? I never really. Metawing was a deeply flawed program, for the record. That's a very nice way to say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my, very nice I, I had a list reach number two whenever we were in the middle of regional season, and it's because there were four instances of it. Two of them were me making final tables at regionals, and then <laughs> bubbling out of another, and then one r- other random thing. But that made it the number two list in all of X Wing, which was not true. And we've talked about this before a bit offline. The idea of you can't really do math and stats in X-Wing, especially 2.0, the way you could in 1.0. Jousting math doesn't work the same. There are so many variables. I've been trying to figure out like X-Wing saber metrics. So, you know, my my side project, I have this gigantic spreadsheet called X-Wing Moneyball (laughs) and trying to figure out just like what's the best list mathematically. And, you know, it's a side percentage. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was literally my thing. What's the X-Wing equivalent of on-base percentage? You know, know, why is Jake Farrell good? He gets on base. He's not a hotshot all-star by any means, but Jake Farrell gets on base. I would assume the equivalent would be damage dealt per damage taken. Yeah. Show how to 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 fly an A-Wing wash. It's not hard at all. The problem with X-Wing is that there's a lot more intangibles that you can't define in math. Like the strength of repositioning at higher initiative and things like that. Choosing the correct maneuver. Yeah. When you look at things like MetaWing 2.0 now, which is actually reasonably useful and uh, list fortress out there for people who want resources to see what's going on outside their local area. When we had in-person tournaments, the Midwest, we had so many tournaments that all of us went to that in some cases we were single-handedly screwing up the statistics that we, we joke about it. But when we all went with Rack Vader, it shot Rack up the list in MetaWing. Well, because... and this is a flaw with something like MetaWing, which in theory is good. But the problem is, is that you're never going to get a high enough representation of all the tournaments put into MetaWing. Like, right. There's too many TOs and stuff that run things that don't even know it exists or don't care enough to put stuff in. Um, so, like, I 
I would just say anytime, like, so List Fortress is static, just information. It doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't form it any opinions for you. It doesn't draw conclusions for yeah, you. Yeah, uh, so it, that's fine. But, like, anything like Meadowing that tries to present statistics to you in certain ways, you need to take with a grain of salt. Like, that doesn't mean the information's useless. You just need to understand that it's flawed. Right. It's not an end state. It's, yeah. it's a tool. What so, you should do is do what I do and hand copy all of the tournament results from List Fortress into one graph so you can see cut percentages. I recommend just running Sunfox. Yeah, I mean, don't actually do that. It takes me a long time. It's very little reward. It did give us three episodes of a podcast that I talk about. So, Indeed, indeed. <laughs> but on that note, 30 episodes, guys. We, uh, we did it. We've, Greg's been uh, on four, three? Is your fourth episode, I think Greg? Third. The third. 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 Yeah. Well, we've third been... and first permanent one. Yeah, we've, we haven't uh... actually actually announced that yet. Yeah, I don't think we actually yeah, announced we... that. But yeah, Greg's he's he's on, baby. Yeah. Yeah, we we decided. <laughs> well, to we had to shut group. down the rumor that we brought in a ringer, so we have to bring him unofficially. However, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a legal it's a legal requirement. Actually, just drop <laughs> me in like ten episodes. It's fine. <laughs> Greg, uh, Greg, Greg wasn't working out now that we're not <laughs> competing at a mini chlorine. Greg had scheduling conflicts. He had to be killed yeah. off the podcast. Yeah. We, we predict that he'll start meshing with the podcast a lot better in about 10 months. <laughs> Greg's ship exploded on his way to his home planet. We, no, it's, we uh, love having you on, Greg. Absolutely. You're, you're great. We love you in general. Yeah. Indeed. We've had uh, some pretty decent guests on here. We've had Mark and... Uh, My father, Bob Howe. Bob. Bob and, Howe, both, and uh, Greg and Greg, but we're looking Greg. forward to expanding in the next year. We've got some fun things coming ahead uh, for you in 2021 with Tashi Station. We will announce those when we uh, come up with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Do we? Oh no!" Literally, did I miss? Did I miss an email? <laughs> <laughs> I literally just have in my notes: do something cool with the podcast in 2021. Yeah. And on that note, uh, we've had a couple of user submitted questions, and we're always uh, we're always willing to to love them. take we some love more. Yeah, listener submitted questions. Yep. They are great things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So please ask us any question, no matter how dumb or you think it is or how obvious yeah. the answer you think it is even if you just want to set up an argument between doug and newt yep. it's very easy to do Believe so us, we can talk it's about nothing for a long period of time just give us just give us that that little whiff of of discussion yeah like Indeed. take greg's time seriously because he's important True. but the rest no. of us you can just no. mess with <laughs> no it's funny that we all talk about this game and we've come together for 30 episodes of a podcast you know, we've known each other for cumulatively a lifetime. Somewhere of... between one and 12 years. Yeah. We have over <laughs> 40 years of X-Wing experience. <laughs> that happened over that's, 75 that's exactly years. That's why we're adding Greg to the podcast, too. Just add to our aggregate. That's true. <laughs> How did I start in 2015? So that's 10 years. Officially. Yeah. Yeah. But like, when... Competitively, I should say. Yeah. But again, when we look at this, we do it because we love talking about the game. We love playing the game, and we really look forward to being able to go out there and do that in person. Hopefully, and again, tolerate each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I joked. We're all great uh, friends. Yeah, I wish that they had when we put up the mini Chlorian uh, videos. I wish that we actually had table mics for some of them because Matt Carey and I had such a wonderful time just chatting back and forth during our game, and oh, as we always do. Matt's would, a great person. Mine would not have been a good game for table mics. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no late, later rounds, not so much. I was but round two, though. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's that Matt and I have 
played against each other a number of times, and it's always just that casual, no matter who you're across the table from, you share a love of the hobby, and sometimes the dice go your way, sometimes they don't, but that's that's the fun of it. It's it's that connection. You're not playing against a computer. There's no, well, there is theoretically a single-person version of X-Wing, but that's dumb. And that never it involves a lot of crying. Yeah. <laughs> so remember that if you're listening to this podcast and you are an X-Wing player, I actually know we do have some listeners who have no knowledge of the game whatsoever. They just like us for some reason. Why? Uh, also, I say this whenever Doug and I have friends. But why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have friends and supporters, dang it. But no, the, the big thing about this is I enjoy getting to do this with three of my best friends who we share this in common. We have, you know... I've crashed on Doug and Alex's couch before tournaments. Greg and I have shared hotel rooms. Uh, we've Doug gone and on I have known together. each other for two years. Yeah. This, this whole thing that we have, this community, and I might be rambling a bit here, but I think that no matter what 2020 has thrown at us, the community has not gone anywhere. We've lost some people. We, that's always going to happen. Like, that's yeah, always going to happen. wrong with that. Like, I'm with you. But look at the things that have come out of this year. We've seen Gold Squadron podcast going above and beyond putting on the Galactic Qualifiers. Between and, Fly Better and them, they might have saved the game. Indeed. Uh, things like the Lima Open, which had been in the works all year and turned into an amazing fundraising event for a great cause. Uh, you've seen things like people getting into online leagues, uh, doing even little things like the Mini Chlorian when we couldn't all meet in person like we always do. The community has survived through this, and that's not because of any podcast or anything like that. It's because of the people that are out there playing the game. It's it's you people. It's it's this community we're all a part of. And also, small shout out to FFG and the Mouse for not shutting down things like Vassal and Tabletop Simulator. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, that's very cool. <laughs> when, when last year when they came out with the, it was last year or 2018. I can't remember. It was right. No, it was 2018. It was right after. Uh, Second edition came out when they came out with the their official fair use policies, and there was a little bit of worry about that. Yeah, but for the most part, that everything we do through TTS and Vassal and things like that fall into that, and they've been gracious enough, especially during this time, to let us experience not, the game. Not crack down because I'm sure they have legal right to. They do, and that's the thing. But they 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 have graciously given permission for those things through their fair use. Uh, doctrines, but they are, you know, FFG, we always talk about as kind of like some monolithic entity, but getting to know the people behind that, people like Alex Davey, people like Frank and Max, and uh, you know, all the folks there that have been such a part of this experience, they're still out there being great people. Alex is writing about games and working on game design. Uh, Max I don't know what Max, start, Max has started a really interesting blog. Actually, yeah, oh, Max's blog it's is called Babblings of a Brook, um, which is great. Like so, shark. definitely, yeah, go go follow that if you like uh, game theory and kind of uh, a real interesting in, insight into game design. And, uh, he actually put up an article about competitive X-wing mm -hmm. and how it affected him as a designer, and it's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think it's his first article. I think it was mm -hmm. the blog. Yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend reading that. But we're going to be going into 2021 
with a lot of unknowns on the horizon. And if I could ask the community for anything, it's give AMG and their crew a chance to prove that they love this game as much as we do. Uh, I'm absolutely certain that's the case. Agreed. We know that we've had a long run with FFG, and this past year has been, it's been like our end of Empire Strikes Back. Things looked pretty dark, but we've got a lot of good things on the horizon, and I look forward to everything the new year has to offer. Yeah, I agree. 100%. And uh, thanks again for listening to us for the past 30 episodes, audience. Yeah. We wouldn't be here without you. It would just be... Yeah. I look at our staff continually going up, and I'm going, what? What? How? Before people screaming bad takes into the void, if not for you guys. <laughs> I mean, Greg's takes are fine, but everybody else. Three people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, like, thanks for giving us a reason to do this, y'all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it'd be no fun if uh, it was nobody listening. You guys make this worthwhile. So, for those who's engaged with us on social media, the ones who helped offset our hosting costs through Ko-Fi donations, and everybody listening around the world, listening to four people have varying degrees of takes about plastic spaceships, uh, especially you, listener out there in the Ukraine who uh, is still out there listening to our podcast. Still waiting to hear from you, buddy. Uh, hit us up on the socials. So beyond that, uh, to end 2020, any shout-outs? My father, Bob Dow. Ooh, that was close. I think I got that one. I'm pretty sure I got that one. I'm... I got to give that one to Doug. Yeah, oh, boy. Yeah, dude. Real harsh. I started the first. The real son. First. <laughs> That's right. Your actual, I'll give it to you as your 30th birthday present. You can shout out your own dad. Yeah. Who knows when that'll be, though? <laughs> exactly <laughs> six days. No. You're spending your birthday actually with your own dad. That's yeah. going to be nice. Well, yeah. I'm driving four hours back to Kansas City. So I can work overtime <laughs> the next day. No. Yeah. You guys are carpooling and you're making Doug drive you back so you can. No, he's going to drive. Yeah. It's my turn oh. to drive, but we carpool because that drive is awful by yourself. Oh, God. Yeah. That's also, there's no reason for two people to drive yeah. within 15 minutes, minutes of each other. Yeah. yeah. Like our parents <laughs> live 20 minutes apart. Like, good point. Good point. Uh, Greg, any shout outs from your end of the state? Um, Kansas, not Missouri, for the record. Yeah, I don't live anywhere near you guys. Hey, we used to live in Kansas. Our last apartment was on Kansas City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Argentina. Um, I don't. I don't really have any shadows. What about uh, Greg? No, Dan, that's you. Um, the boy. Yeah, say, the, the boy. boy. The boy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, has he started having any interest in uh, all the Star Wars memorabilia and stuff you've got around the house yet? Oh yeah, he loves the epic ships. He'll walk oh. around with them. And oh my god. I'm like, videos, oh god. Greg, videos. I was like, I was like, please don't break it. And he like looks at it and he sits it back on the shelf as like careful as possible. Oh my and I'm god. like, oh That's you adorable. did it. Greg, I have to have a video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last episode of The Mandalorian, he sat down and he watched all of it. And he picked wow. a good episode to watch. Oh, yeah. He did. No spoilies, but wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, man. And, That's adorable, uh, Greg. Shout out that boy every episode. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Emmy Award winning news producer Ryan Krause for putting together the Major Vaughn Greg League, yeah. our local X-Wing League, where Ooh, we are uh, having some fun competition. And uh, our local X-Wing buddy and game store host, John Reinig, who is my uh, next opponent. John, I don't even know if you listen to the podcast, but I'm coming for you once you learn how TTS works. Uh, <laughs> I'll see your next opponent when he's my next opponent. 
Well, technically, he's, first, he's my first opponent, but we have all the way till Christmas to get our game in. Oh, that's true. I have until January 3rd, and I haven't contacted him yet. I, so. I'm playing mine against Mr. Matthew Ritz of question a couple weeks ago fame <laughs> um, <laughs> after Christmas, after we're back in town. Um, yeah. we're, we're I already lost people. to my round two opponent. Who I already lost to my was... round one opponent. <laughs> it was Doug. Y'all saw it happen. <laughs> my, my round two was, was Newt. Yeah. Which, uh, our, our, our games were really close. If not yeah, extremely frustrating, but very close games. Very close. <laughs> yeah, I was in the room with Doug, just groaning every time the dice fell. <laughs> oh, it was it was it was a fun. We game. had some swingy, we... swingy dice the whole time. We should have recorded that, but not with any kind of vocal commentary. Very because, true. Uh, we were we were working pretty blue that game, I'll tell you. <laughs> but yeah, for, on that note, um, there's a good chance we'll be streaming a lot of our league games. So check us out at Tosh Station X Wing on Twitch. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we'll upload to our YouTube channel at some point, which Indeed, is, which... I assume, Tashi Station X-Wing related. It is we Tashi Station X-Wing, yeah. I, will, I will put a link to it in the socials when we get those up. So awesome. for everybody, uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you for making it all the way with us through 2020, going forward into it. 2021. We did it. We made it. And uh, here's to a lot more episodes to come, guys. Thank you all so very much for Tashi Station Radio. I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. I'm Greg. Crag. See you guys next year. We need a new wave them. announcement so we have a new ship to chant for. We can just really? chant for Afra. Old expectation. Sun Crusher. Afra. You don't even know what a Sun Crusher is. Hi, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. If you'd like to support us and help offset our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash TashiStationRadio and toss us a few credits to help keep the Huck cartels off our backs. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at TashiStationRadio and X-Wing Podcast, on Twitter at TashiStationXW, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash TashiStationXWing. As always, thank you for listening. Be sure to like and hit subscribe. Yubby yub.